We're live. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Ramblin' Radio podcast. It's been a minute. It's been two weeks, not our normal one week, uh, because I skipped last week. I skipped uh, an episode because I ended up traveling back to Chicago. It was my cousin's wedding, and I haven't been batching these episodes, which I should have. And what I mean by that is, is just recording these in advance. I've been recording them week to week. Uh, but like I said last episode, I really want to start taking this platform more seriously because of the just the incredible feedback that you guys are giving me. So I want to start taking this more seriously. We're going to start batching the episodes and start recording um, a bunch of them in advance, which is what you should be doing. Any of you that are trying to start a podcast or have a podcast and uh, you want to make it like your main platform, um, definitely record in advance. Um, but I'm also going to be getting more more guests on. I've had just a lot of fun interviewing, and I didn't think it would be that interesting to me, but it is. It's actually fun because I get to sit back and just kind of absorb and learn from whoever I'm talking to. Um, so I'm going to start tapping into my network and start getting some cool creatives and business owners and and just cool people on here. And if any of you have a suggestion for who would you who, who you would like to hear from, uh, please let me know. Let me know in uh, the reviews. And speaking of reviews, what we started doing last week is we started um, shouting out a review before every episode. So if you want your uh, review of the 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 podcast shouted out in the episode. Please go and leave a written review. It also helps the podcast out a lot. Um, and then also, if you find that these are helping you and you think it could help a friend of yours, if you could send this episode to a friend, text them and be like, yo, listen to this now. That would be extremely appreciative. So if you could do those two things, that would be amazing. But let's give a little shout out here. We've got someone, um, I might butcher the name, but Justice Vine, Justice, G-J-E-S-T-I-C-E, Vine. He says, you got to make these longer. Keep these coming. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I will make these longer. I promise. This one's going to be a shorter one just because it's a solo podcast and life is extremely hectic right now. I'm in the process of hiring an assistant um, because of how out of control life is. I'm a one man show right now and it, it really can't be that way or else I'm not going to be consistent with my content because there's so much other stuff behind the scenes that you guys don't see or hear about too much um, because it's boring and I, I don't really want to talk about it that much. But if, but if you want me to, I guess I can. Um, but anyways, what I want to talk, I want to talk about a few things. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about is something that we kind of mentioned in, in last episode about saying no, how you should say no. A couple people saw my Instagram post on that last episode and they kind of missed the, the podcast episode, but they thought that, you know, I think that you should just say no, even if it's early in your career. And that's just not the case. If it's early in your career, and this is what I talked about in the last episode, you should say yes to most opportunities. Almost every opportunity you can get your hands on, you should say yes until you start getting more and more opportunities. And then you should start 
filtering those out uh, to save room for those bigger and better opportunities, the opportunities that you actually want to do. So that's that was there was a little bit of confusion there. So I wanted to kind of clarify that. Uh, I have a Instagram challenge that is officially out and it's free for you to sign up for. Um, it's a five day Instagram challenge. I've done them before, but this is a brand new one. And it's all about how to land your biggest client without a huge social media following. So we've talked about this before. We talked about social media. We talked about Instagram and how people tend to judge. Um, they're very quick to judge. And I, I do this myself. Everybody does it. It's, it's human nature. But we judge as soon as we see someone's Instagram profile. They don't have a certain amount of followers. We kind of just discredit them and kind of just put them to the side automatically. And it's not because we're, we're bad people. Um, it's just, it's, it is our human nature. It's just kind of what we are programmed to do. So if you've done that to somebody, I've done that to people. Um, obviously once I get to know them, it's a totally different story. But if I have no idea who you are and you've got maybe 800 followers, um, it's going to be, I try to, I try to, I, I try to see it now and, and stop myself and be like, okay, let's look at their work, scroll through maybe blah, 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 um, stuff like that. But that first three seconds were so quick to just discredit and kind of push to the side. Um, and so this, this Instagram challenge is cool because, um, I've, I've always been in the position of not having like a huge social media following. I don't have hundreds of thousands of followers. I don't even have 10,000 followers on Instagram. Um, you know, I've got 16,000 on, on YouTube now. Um, but compared to just so many people out there that have 50,000, 75,000, hundred thousand on Instagram, YouTube, wherever, um, it's, uh, I, it's almost a blessing in disguise because it allows me to show you guys how I've become successful in my own way and getting big clients and working with some huge names and some very successful people in the industry. But more importantly, the people that actually pay me what I'm worth. And so that's what this Instagram challenge is all about. It's five days. And the best thing about it is I'm giving away, I'm really raising the stakes this, this go around. I'm really freaking stoked about it, but I'm giving away a thousand dollars cash, a thousand dollars people. That's a lot of money. I would take that. Um, I, I would love a thousand extra bucks in my bank account. Go pay for a new camera. Go buy yourself a brand new watch. Go to Vegas and go nuts. Um, I don't care. You can do whatever you want or save it and, you know, or invest in yourself with something, a camera, a piece of equipment, something that you need, um, some sort of education, something that's going to further your career. Um, hopefully that's what you would do with it. But um, if you want to go to Vegas and go nuts, I won't judge you. But anyways, all the information for that, if you want to sign up for that in the show notes of this episode, you just got to click the link or you can go to zachkravitz.com slash zkcreator2019, no spaces, zachkravitz.com slash 
ZK Creator 2019 and go sign up. It's going to be awesome. But anyways, um, let's let's actually get into what we're going to be talking about today. I want to talk about spending money. Speaking of a thousand dollars, I want to talk about spending money and just kind of the habits that people have and the feelings that come with spending money and stuff like that. But there was a time not too long ago. It was right when I moved to California. So it was it's like eight months. I've almost been living here almost for a year, which is freaking crazy. Um, but I woke up with over a $30,000 credit card bill. And for some of you, that's, well, for everybody, that's a lot of money. For everyone, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of money. For some people, it's not as much. For some people, it's 200000 Some people, it's a million. Some people, it's Five hundred dollars. Um, it doesn't matter. My point. My point in saying that is, at the time, it was a lot for me. It still is a lot. It's a lot of money to spend in one month. Um, and so that made me very uncomfortable. I'm like, what the heck? What the hell is going on? But what happened was a lot of things kind of accumul- accumulated during that month. A lot of big expenses came up, and it just it just all happened to land in this one month. So that's kind of what happened. So first thing, when I saw this, um, I woke up, I checked, I always check my bank account and I always check my credit card bill. Um, and I check my bank account because I always play this game where I, I always want to see it grow. Um, you know, with the way my business is set up now, it, it, it goes up, it comes down a little bit, and then hopefully it goes up higher and then comes down a little bit. It's like two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. That's kind of the goal. Um, sometimes it's three steps backward and one step forward. That happens. In this case, it was like three steps backward because um, everything just happened in this one month. So my first my first reaction was, was what the fuck? You know what I mean? And, and just kind of freak out, even though I knew like these things were happening. But once you actually see the number and see it on paper, it becomes a lot more real. And so I kind of had a little mini panic attack and then it calmed down. And then what I actually learned from one of my, one of my mentors, um, Chris Harder, and actually got this idea from one of his podcast episodes. He tends to say, I, instead of looking at it that way, he looks at it as, okay, I'm grateful that I'm even able to afford this and pay this off. Even though it digs a digs a, a, a chunk out of my my bank account, I'm still able to pay for this and be okay. And I should be grateful for that. So I learned that from him and and I hope you guys start thinking about it that way as well. Instead of looking at bills and stuff like, ooh, this is a negative thing, think of it as a positive thing because you're able to afford this or whatever it is. You're able to pay for it. So I've been teaching myself that mindset switch that kind of uh, reverse psychology I guess you could call it if we and and just talking about specifics there's like a little kind of a there's a there's a story inside of a story here so one of those bills within that thirty thousand dollars was my lease for Chicago so I don't know if you guys knew this. I know we have some new listeners, so you probably don't. But I was living in Chicago in the beginning of 2018 from January to 
whenever I moved to LA, which was end of August, early September. How many months is that? Is that? That's eight months. So for eight months, call it eight months, a little bit less. Um, I was living in Chicago in this really awesome apartment and I signed a 16 month lease or no, no, it was an 18 month lease. So it was a year and a half. There was this idea to move to California. My, my girlfriend Wix was like, let's move to California. And I've always wanted to move to California. That was just kind of my dream. My brother moved um, I don't know how many years ago, maybe I want to say it's been 10 years. I think he's been here 10 years, something like that. So he moved, he moved about 10 years ago. And ever since he moved out there, I wanted to move out there. And so when my girlfriend was like, I want to move to California, I was, it just kind of like fueled that fire, but I never thought I could do it because I had my lease and I was stuck. I couldn't, I couldn't break out of my lease. Um, and I thought, I thought breaking out of my lease was impossible. And, and, and so the dream of moving to California was squashed or let's just say it was delayed. It was delayed another year because of my lease because I, I couldn't break out of it. But I ended up doing a little bit of digging um, about a week later, and I, I hit up my property manager. I, I, told, I, I kind of forget the, the specifics of the story, but I just remember talking to my property manager and finding out that if I found another tenant to sublease, that I would be off the hook from the penalty. And so the penalty was if I couldn't find a tenant and I couldn't sublease my apartment and I had to break the lease and move for whatever reason, the penalty would be three months rent. And for me, that would have been 6,500 bucks, which is a lot of money just to, you know, throw down the toilet of just breaking your lease. And then on top of that, I would have had to get another apartment and and also, you know, the security deposit, which is like two months of rent down. So it would have been like another five months of rent total just to get another apartment. Um, so that's another, you know, what is it? Seven, eight, nine. So call it about 11 grand, depending on whatever my apartment cost in, in L.A. if I decided to move there because I didn't decide that yet. And. And I felt even more optimistic about this whole scenario because the property manager said that it should be very easy to find a tenant in three months. And that was about the time that I had. That was that was the time that I wanted to spend um, looking for a tenant and move to California was, was three months. And so two months go by and still no tenant. I was doing everything I could tapping into my network of of Chicago natives and and my girlfriend Wix was looking it was tapping into her she was tapping into her network looking for somebody anybody to rent this apartment or so I didn't have to pay because it was my apartment I didn't have to pay the uh, penalty and we ended up going to California to start looking for apartments. This was around 4th of July. Uh, this was 4th of July. It was 4th of July weekend. It was like 95 degrees. It was like super hot for LA. I don't know. It was just like that. It was just a weird time of the year. And there was like a hot flash of just 
like two weeks of just crazy heat. So it was like 95 degrees and I rented out an Airbnb with no air conditioning, which was a huge mistake. And I didn't, I didn't know. I thought there was AC, but I, I made a mistake and yeah, that I paid for that. That's also a vlog. If you guys want to go check that out, it's kind of amusing. Um, at the time it wasn't, but, but now watching it, it's pretty damn funny. Um, but anyways, we, we, we look for apartments and we fell in love with this apartment um, it just felt very homey. It had this beautiful backyard. It, it had a huge backyard. And Wix and I were just picturing ourselves like grilling and having people over, hanging out in the backyard and just just having like just a bonfire, like a little fire, again, like a fire pit, like a mini one and just like just doing really fun things. Um, and it was perfect. And we were like, well, what do we do? We haven't found a tenant for my apartment and we just decided okay well you know worse comes to worse we can we can try to get this apartment and if we get it it'll still give us some time to think and and get find a tenant for the old apartment and we could always just you know not pay and, and cancel our our or wave or whatever it's called hopefully this is making sense but we wouldn't have to pay for the the deposit the the initial two months, the security deposit and the first month's rent. It would give us like a like two weeks time because the, the apartment wasn't ready yet. So we had some wiggle room. And um, and so we signed up. Um, we filled out the application and everything, got it sent in. And we found out that the day before our application got approved, another couple got theirs approved, like literally hours before not i don't think it was yesterday it was like hours before ours and in la it's always first come first serve because it's super competitive and so we missed out on this apartment and it was like just a devastating blow and we ended up leaving la going back to chicago without an apartment because we went there over fourth of july to like our objective was to get an apartment and, and find one and sign off on one and hoping that it would give us time to at least find a tenant um, in Chicago. Um, and it just it just didn't work out. And so we were super depressed and we, we go back to Chicago and we we're just pissed off. And I realized that we are not going to find an apartment while in Chicago. We have to. It's it's too competitive to go to L.A., and for like a weekend or a week and try to look for an apartment and then go back to Chicago. I just, I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. Overall, the only way for me to really do this is to just move there. My brother lived there. I could have, I could stay with him while Wix and I found an apartment and I would just have to break the lease and just drop the 6500 bucks and and end up spending over 10 or 11 grand um getting in that other apartment and just you know taking the hit and that's exactly what I did I decided to just pay break the lease couldn't find a tenant big whoop and I ended up just going to California moving in with my brother for a week with Wex and we stayed there and we ended up finding our apartment the very first day. And we, we, we looked around for other places, but we, we, but we always came back to the first one that we found on that first day. And we just, we just signed up and agreed to it and 
we we got approved right away and said yes and and you know the rest is the rest is history but my point in telling you this is because i know for a fact that most people would not have done that that most people would have waited it out and just would have stayed in chicago or wherever, wherever place they didn't want to be and wait and be not miserable, but just not where they want to be. And for an entire year, just so they didn't have to spend that money. And me, luckily, I had mentors at the time telling me, hey, this way of thinking is a scarcity mindset, thinking you're not going to make money ever again, and that this is going to destroy you. You have the money to pay for it. Yes, it's a chunk out of your bank account, but you're better off taking that shortcut, going now, taking action now, doing it now, and start making more money because in in LA, the reason why I wanted to go there is because my, my network's there. My, a lot, I had a lot of film and photo friends there, and it was just a really good place to be business-wise and making connections and all these things. So um, you're better off taking that hit and and making bigger, better, more money in a shorter amount of time instead of just waiting and waiting and waiting and not and and missing out on all the opportunities that were happening in Los Angeles because I decided not to spend the money in Chicago and not and not take that take that hit or take that take that risk. So hopefully this is making sense of why I'm telling you this. Try to find yourself in my story. Are there times where you could have spent money in a situation that would have bettered your life, but you decided not to because of social norms or you felt like money was running out? You know what I mean? Money is not running out. Money is energy. Money is a flowing thing. It goes in, it comes out. Goes in, it comes out. There is no drying up of money. And so next time you have a, a, a situation like that where you have to make a decision, make that decision based on what your higher self would do. This is what we talked about in the last episode. Your higher self, would they be saying yes in that situation? And in this money situation, would they be spending the money? If your higher self, your higher self probably has more money than you do currently. I know my higher self does. And so how what kind of decisions are you making? Doesn't mean to be stupid. You know, you don't want to go completely, you know, a hundred thousand dollars. You don't you don't want to go in serious debt. But my point is you need to question you need to question all of the decisions that you've made in the past and what you keep making. Are you repeating these decisions? Because if you're not happy and you don't like the situation that you're in. And, or maybe you, you do like the situation that you're in, but you want to grow. You want to just improve. You want to be better. That is my point is you need to question everything that you've done because it's probably not working. You need to, you need to change literally everything and put yourself in a very uncomfortable situation. It's the only reason you're going to grow. That's, that's, that's why when people do become successful, and they make a certain amount of money where they don't really need to be worrying about money anymore. That's it. They get, they go stagnant because they get comfortable and there's no there's no hunger to grow anymore. You need to ask yourself 
what have you been doing in the past that is keeping you in the same situation? Have you felt that that scarcity mindset where you think money is is running out, especially as a freelancer for a creative? I know that's how I felt when I when I was on my own for the first time and I was like, okay, here we go. Just moved out of my parents' house. Um, I don't have my personal training business anymore. So that that income's gone. And I'm going, you know, head deep into the freelancing as a videographer or filmmaker and photographer. And so I didn't know if I was going to make money or get another client to pay my rent and pay my bills. That was my mindset. It's that scarcity mindset of, you know, I'm not going to get a client ever again. You know, if I spend this money, I'm never going to make it back. That's stupid. You got to think of it as just a speed bump and you have to look at what is going to happen because of it in the future. For me, I knew that I was going to make more money in California. I was going to be surrounded by the people that I wanted to become that were better than me, that I wanted to be associated with. And I was going to learn from them and learn their strategies, learn their tactics, you know, dive into their network of people and meet new people and more people and meet more people that are better than me and make more money because of it. Or I could have stayed in Chicago and try to save, save, save and still be in the same situation. Do you think now, now that was, that was back in August. We're eight months later. Am I thinking about that 6,500 bucks right now? No, I'm not. But at the time, it was a very pressing issue that was weighing on my shoulders. Eight months later, I'm not even thinking about it. So again, you need to ask yourself these questions. Hopefully, I'm explaining this okay. Hopefully, I'm making sense. Um, but my point is, you just you need to you need to change everything that you're doing. Like, if you want to grow, you need to change everything. You need to ask questions and be real with yourself. And yeah, and people people are just are they're just repeating they're repeating their past. And they look into their past and they see what they've done, and they see that is what they're that is all that they're capable of because all they know is their past. They're not living what their future self would be doing, what kind of decisions they would be making. If you had an extra million dollars in your bank account, do you think $6,500 would make a difference? No, not really. So instead of saying, you know, how much is this? This is going to put me back. Ask yourself, okay, how can I make more so that this doesn't become, this isn't an issue? Become resourceful and not live in that that scarcity mindset where you know, you just live in this little bubble of these are my only options. There's tons of options, tons of things, ways to improve, make money, get more clients. So hopefully, hopefully this is making sense. I, I don't want you to think that I'm just talking here. I want you to know that I, 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 I walk the walk. I don't talk the talk. I walk the walk. I spend money and I invest in myself. I'm still learning. You know, there's things that I spend money on that, okay, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, maybe that was not the the best purchasing decision. You know, things like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, I spend money that I know is going to help me in the future. I spent money on a mastermind. I spent seven grand on a mastermind because I knew that it was going to take me to another level, a level where seven grand is not a lot of money anymore. I don't want seven grand to be a lot of money in my future. I want it to be just, you know, 
want it to feel like a hundred bucks. <laughs> and so that's why, that's why I make those decisions. I spend money and I invest in myself so that I can become better make more money, be in a better network, and just make things easier on myself. Have all the answers that I need within a, a hand's reach. So that's kind of my story for today. Spending money on yourself, investing in yourself, walking the walk, asking yourself these questions. Stop living in the past. Stop thinking the past is all you got. Being really uncomfortable it takes a lot of uncomfort to do this, to break patterns, because that's essentially what you're doing is you're breaking the old patterns and replacing them with new patterns. And to do that, you have to be extremely uncomfortable. Um, you know, signing up for this mastermind for me was something that was extremely uncomfortable. I'm, I'm very introverted. I'm an introvert dude with, with extroverted tendencies, meaning like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick staying at home, watching a movie nine out of 10 times. Absolutely. But I love meeting new people and I love talking to people at the same time. It just takes a lot more energy out of me, but I still am an introvert. And so signing up for this mastermind, you know, I'm surrounded by 50 people that are doing big, incredible things. And it's, it takes a lot of energy out of me. It's very taxing. I'm learning a lot of things, talking to a bunch of people. Um, I'm talking in front of these people and it's very uncomfortable for me, but I'm doing it because it's hardening me. It's making me, Goggins talks about this all the time. If you follow David Goggins, he talks all about hardening and callousing the mind. And so that's what I'm doing. And I hopefully, hopefully, you guys are going to be doing this or are doing this already. It doesn't mean to be stupid and just kind of, you know, throw your money out the out the window. Um, it's like it's like buying a car. I, there's this quote where it's not about the car, but it's about just a really, really big purchase. Let's say it's like a fun purchase. It said you can afford it when you can buy it twice. And that like really just like slapped me across the face because a while back I was like, man, like when I get enough money for my dream car, like I'm going to buy that shit. Yes, you should. You should get the things that you want and you should live that lifestyle because it makes you feel good. And that good, positive feeling is going to end up making you more money anyways. But you also can't be a total idiot when it comes to spending your money. So that's what I mean by that is really huge purchase, like a big fun purchase that has maybe nothing to do with like actually investing in yourself like a car, like car just brings joy and fulfillment. You know, there's, there's a bunch of arguments for other things like, you know, you know, your, your personal brand and stuff like that. There's a lot of good things that come with it, but the, just that quote alone, like really slapped me across the face. Like you can afford it when you can buy it twice right away in full buy it twice. Um, and I just think that's super powerful. Not for everything, but for a lot of things. Absolutely. So ask yourself these questions, guys. I hope this I hope this maybe was interesting, kind of helped you out. Um, again, my five-day Instagram challenge. It's 100% free, and you have a really good chance of winning $1,000. The last Instagram challenge I did, uh, we had the winner. The winner, I gave 500 bucks, and so we're really raising the stakes. That's more than, or that's that's double what last the last prize was. And um, the winner of the last five-day Instagram challenge, I think, took her family out for pizza her entire family, like cousins, like the whole, the whole fam. And that was just awesome to see that. It was really, really cool. So you have a chance to win a thousand dollars 
and you are going to learn five huge steps, guys. Five huge, huge steps. These steps are in my Creator's Blueprint course, which is coming out in June. So it's going to give you a sneak peek of that course, and it's 100% free. You don't have to pay for anything, and you you could win a thousand bucks. So there's really no reason not to do it. And we're going over how to land your biggest client without a huge social media following. Because if I can do it, you can do it too. It's really, it's not super difficult stuff to grasp, but I think you guys are going to have a ton of breakthroughs in this five-day Instagram challenge. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to send me a DM on Instagram. You know, I answer all of them. Please leave a written review. It mean a lot. Share this with a friend and let's crush this week, guys. I'll catch you in the next one. Later. Later.